Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Isaiah 54, verse 17. We're going to be looking at it this Sunday and next Sunday. Can we read it together? Ready, go. No weapon form. I wanted to personalize it. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every... Oh, please, let's read it together. Let's read it together. Ready? Go. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Amen. He said, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Amen. Amen. No weapon formed against you will prosper. But he said that every tongue that rise, which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn it. Amen? Amen. You have a responsibility to address every tongue. And, and this scripture makes us understand that there is a tongue that always wants to rise up against you. In other words, fight you spiritually. God said you must do something about it. You must condemn it. Amen? Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know that. The tongue can give life. He said death and life are in the power of the tongue. So the tongue can bring death. It can also bring life. You know what that scripture means? It means that if somebody's tongue is speaking death against you, Use your tongue to speak what? Life. Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If somebody's tongue is speaking your downfall, use your tongue to speak what? You're rising up. Amen. Yeah. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 8, it says that, Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 8, it says, Their tongue is an arrow that is shot out. So what I want us to do these 30 minutes is to deal with the tongue of men and women that speak against us to destroy us. It's an arrow shot out. It speaks deceit. One speaks peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in his heart he lies in wait. Amen. All right. All right, so the reason why the tongue is very powerful is that the spirit realm is controlled by words. Let me say that again. The spirit realm is controlled by what? By words. Right now, as, I'm, as we are all here, whether the Holy Spirit will move or not depends on what we say. Or let me say, it depends on what I say. The spirit realm is controlled by words. Demons move at the utterance of words. Angels move at the utterance of words. The, 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 the spirit of God moves at the utterance of words. Please, are you following? Yeah, that is why Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. He says, uh, I think verse 2. Genesis 1, verse 2. Look at it. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. He said, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. 
And what happened? And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, but nothing happened. Hello? The Spirit of God was hovering, but nothing happened because nobody said anything. But look at verse 3. He said, Then God said, Let there be light. And what happened? I was like, So the spirit realm is controlled by words. So everything happening in your life to, spiritually now is a result of something somebody spoke or something you spoke yourself. If it's good things, it means somebody of a very high spiritual authority is speaking good things over your life, and you yourself, you are speaking good things about yourself. So that is what happens. The spirit realm is controlled by words. Silence means nothing is happening spiritually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every demon chasing you now, somebody says something to, to, to put them in, into action. Hallelujah. Are you following? All right. So every year, I like to lead the church to deal with this. For me, I believe it is the beginning of your victory in life. Amen. And you must learn to pray this prayer over your life all the time. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to be looking at seven different voices to deal with. How many? Seven different voices. Number one, we're going to be looking at the voice of people who hate you. Hallelujah. When people hate you, they, they are not quiet. They speak. Hallelujah. That is why you must not keep silent. You must speak over your life. You must speak over your marriage. You must speak over your business. You must speak and speak and speak. That is why positive confession is part of our Christian faith to give you victory. Are you ready to pray? Okay. Psalm 3, verse Verse, verse 1, it said, many are they that rise up against me. And there was a day, a day who say of me, there is no help for him in God. There was a day people opened their mouth and said that David is finished. Jeremiah 18, verse 18. Jeremiah 18, verse 18. It said, then they said, come and let us devise plans against Jeremiah. For the Lord shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise. Now the word from the prophet, come and let us attack him with the tongue. Have you seen it? Come and let us attack him with the tongue. And let us not give heed to any of his words. Now there are people who attack you with their tongue. There are people who are so demonic. When they speak, things happen. They are very demonic people. Whilst you sleep happily in the night, there are people who wake up calling your name and saying that your marriage is not going to work. And those your children will never amount to anything. And they say that your business will not go away. That new car you bought, it will crash very soon. They speak. They say, come and let us attack him with the tongue. Isaiah 8 verse 10. He said, take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand. Lamentations 3 37. Is that? Everybody read it. Read it. Ready, go. Who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the law has not commanded it? Amen. 
Let's take the second one. Let's take the second one. The voices of spiritualists and occultists. You know, wicked people, when they realize that everything they are doing against you is not prevailing, they go to the next level. They take you to spiritualists. But I want you to know that no spiritualist has power to destroy you unless you permit it. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Numbers 22 from verse 7. No, okay, let's read from verse 6. Come to 5. Okay, then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Baal at Pato, Peto, which is near the river in the land of the sons of the people, to call him, saying, everybody read this. Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are set, sit, as they are settling next to me. Now, these people didn't enter Balak's land. They are just settling next. But, you know, some people are not even comfortable that your shop is closed by their own. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sometimes you may not even be selling the same product, but they, they just don't like you. <laughs> they don't like you. Hallelujah. Yeah. There are some people who are not just comfortable about your progress and your success. Because the Israel never attacked this king. They didn't do anything to offend him or anything. He just got up and said, no, I don't think I'm happy with these guys. They are so powerful. They are so imposing. They are so overwhelming. I don't think I'm okay with them. Let's look at verse 6. Verse 6. Therefore, please come at once. Curse these people for me, for they are too mighty for me. So the reason why he wanted them is because he himself could not handle them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. That is not, that doesn't, that law doesn't operate everywhere. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Yeah. Verse 7. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the divinest fee. That means they carried money to pay for the curses to be pronounced. Amen. They carried money to pay. You know, you don't visit an occultist or a spiritualist empty hands. To do. You pay. And when you pay, they perform. Hallelujah. All right, so today I want you to pray against every voice of spiritualists and occultists. Are you ready to pray that? Are you ready to pray that? Mm -hmm. You should be ready to pray that one because we are in Africa. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You know, some, let's read Isaiah 47, verse 12. Isaiah 47, verse 12. Isaiah 47. It says, Stand now with your enchantment and with the multitude of your sorceries. Um, in which you have labored from your youth. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you will prevail. Next verse. You are worried in the multitude of your counsel. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you from what shall come upon you, spiritualists and occultists and their activities. I want us to read Psalm 57 verse 4, then we'll begin to pray on this one. Psalm 57 verse 4. Psalm 57 verse 4. He said, My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire. These are not ordinary people. Look at it. It says, whose teeth 
are spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Now, I want to say this morning that the fact that you are born again does not mean that you have absolute control in the spirit. Are you hearing me? Now, let me tell you a story. One of uh, our members was a student at Legon, and uh, uh, one day, some people met him, and they charmed him. And they said, give us all your money. So she gave it to all of them. And they said, do you have more in there? Um, your hostel? She said, yes. And then they said, go, 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 and, go and show us where it is. And she went. And they took, all, all, took her laptop, took all her phones, took all her money and jewelries. And they left before her eyes cleared. <laughs> so she asked me, she said, Pastor, why, how, how did it happen? I said, the fact that you are born again does not mean certain things cannot work against you. You must know how to pray for the things not to work. You know, if you know how to pray like this, they can take you anywhere. They can take you to Benin. They can take you everywhere. Nothing will happen. But, but when you don't know how to pray, that's your problem. That's the problem. Yeah, you must know how to pray. You must know how to pray. Are you with me? Because unless you don't want to make progress in life, you know, when you decide that you will not go anywhere in life, your enemies are few. But if you want to make significant progress, very soon you will come face to face with people. Hallelujah. Yeah, you come face to face with people who are not happy with your progress. If you're in business, you have competitors who are doing sacrifices at high places. They do sacrifices. You have competitors who are occultists, who are in the occult. They do charms and spells. They do a lot of things. Then you, you are there. You say, I'm a businessman. I, you know, when it comes to prayer and fasting, you know, I'm not good at it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Nobody is born with a gift of fasting. We all struggle to fast. Up to now, sometimes fasting is tough for me. I have to say, Lord, help me before I mess up. It is personal discipline. When you know what you stand to gain from the fast, you do it. I declare over your life, every spiritualist, every occultist who has been given a contract to destroy your business, to destroy your marriage, Today, I arrest their voices. Amen. I destroy their charms and spells. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I went to a town called Bimbila. It's in the northern region. You know, those days when I used to do ministry around those areas. And the people I went to preach, they told me a story. They said they, they had a crusade. <laughs> listen to this. They had a crusade. And you know those areas, they don't, they don't just listen to the gospel like that. They try you. Amen. Yeah. In Accra, I mean, preaching is very easy. You know, almost everybody can take a microphone and say something, but in those places, they weigh you to see whether you are strong before they listen to you. So the crusade started, and the lady who was leading praise and worship, she began to wee-wee on herself, right on the stage, like profusely, like wee-wee. And the guys were laughing because they charmed her. Praise the worship leader. She was wooing. So the pastor said she take her out and pray for her. Then they asked another brother to come and lead the praise and worship. He took the microphone. He started wooing. They charmed. They, they charmed 
the, the people. Because they wanted to see, you said we should leave our juju powers and follow Christ. I mean, why should we leave something more powerful and come and follow something that is not powerful? So the pastor took the microphone and preached. Nothing happened. Preached and prayed for the sick. The sick were getting healed. Prayed for people. Asked the people to come and give their lives to Christ. And the same people who were laughing at the praise and worship, they came forward. Because they said, suffer no, I bear my power. I bear my power. That means they tried him, but they realized that the pastor is a strong man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So the, the people were asking me, why is it that the praise and worship leader, the charm worked? I said, if you are a believer, it doesn't mean that everything's, that's, that's, you know, Everything is spiritually automatic. Everything answers to your knowledge and how you put that knowledge to work, how you pray. How you pray is very, very important. Amen. Because the spirit realm is controlled by words. So you control your atmosphere and you, you predict the things that are most likely to happen to you by what you say. <laughs> are you getting me? Yes. So by what you say, and, 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 and that is very important. Let's do the voice of family curses. How many of you know that family curses are voices? I'll show you an example in Jeremiah 35. Jeremiah 35. This one will make you angry right now. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. You see, it means that if you are a believer, very, very nice, gentle Christian, but you don't pray. Spiritually, you are light. You see, witches can play games with you, even though they should not. Please, are you following? Mm -hmm. So I want you to stop all this casual, feminine Christianity. I want you to be strong, be a warrior, whether male or female. I'll, anyway, I'll come to that very soon. But this one will make you very angry. He said, go to the house of the Rechabites. Speak to them and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers, and give them wine to drink. Then I took Jazaniah, the son of uh, Jeremiah, the son of Habazinia, his brothers and all his sons, and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, and into the chamber of the sons of um, Hanan, and so much talking. Let's read the next verse. He said, then I set before the sons of the house of Rechabite, bowls full of wine and cups, and I said to them, drink wine. But they said, we will drink no wine, for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, who, who, who made a decree? He said, our father made a decree that we should not drink wine. You see, wine is, uh, in, in Israel, wine could mean a sweet drink or alcoholic drink. All is called wine. Because it's actually the same drink. When it's fresh, it's sweet. It's non-alcoholic. When it stays for many days, it ferments and becomes alcoholic. Are you following? Because in those days, there were no distilleries and anything. So wine was wine. So you have to distinguish between which context we are speaking in, whether it is the alcoholic one or non-alcoholic one. But in their celebrations, anytime they... Uh, doing a celebration or a party or something good has happened, they are happy, they, they take wine, the fresh one. So it means that the wine, the water that Jesus turned into wine 
he turned into wine, non-alcoholic wine. Amen. But they said, we will drink no wine. Whether we are happy, celebrating, no wine. And the reason is that our father commanded us, saying, you shall drink no wine, you nor your sons forever. You shall build, you shall not build a house. Is that a blessing? Your father calls you and said, forever. No celebration in your life. You shall build, you shall not build a house. You shall not sow seed. You shall not plant a vineyard, nor have any of these. But all your days you shall dwell in tents. Is it a blessing? <laughs> but that's, that is how curses work in families. Some of us, before we were born, the rules of engagement has already been drawn. You shall build no house. You shall buy no car. You shall not have a wedding. It is like commandments written down. Thou shall not have a wedding. Thou shall not have a good wife. <laughs> Thou shall not have a good marriage. Thou shall not have a bank account. <laughs> and I prayed for somebody who, who, does, who didn't have a bank account. Anytime he wants to go to the bank, open account, he falls sick. I say it's a curse. Not money, just the account. It's a curse. No, don't laugh. Don't laugh. I prayed for somebody before. When he got admission to the university, just first degree, he had an accident. He left, his leg broke. I say it's a curse. I asked him, has anybody got a degree or family before? He said, no. I said, you are dealing with something. You are dealing with something. I said, if you don't pray now, you won't finish that course. And I know many people started school, started university, they didn't graduate. And they, they just think it's, it's, it's ordinary. It's not ordinary. It is not ordinary. It, it, when a curse is working against you, it's a serious thing. Hallelujah. Mm, it's a serious thing. But it is a voice in the spirit. He said, our fathers said to us. So the fathers died, but what they said was ruling and controlling the family. How many of you have noticed certain line of similarity in the trend of occurrences in your family? Things that happen to people. And sometimes you see traces in your life. How many have seen that before? You see some traces of, you see some trends in, the, in women in your family. You see some trends in men. You see, how many have seen certain things like that in your family? I declare that by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, we receive divine exemption. We receive divine exemption. Divine exemption. By the blood of Jesus, every family curse, you are exempted from that curse. You are exempted from that curse. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It will happen to others, but it will not happen to you. Amen. It will happen to others, but it will not happen to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It will happen to people. You will see it happening around you. But everybody will be asking, how come you are not suffering it? And you will tell them it is Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. The next Sunday, I'm going to take you through the next three voices. We are going to deal with the voices of people in authority. We're going to deal with the voices of altars. And then we're going to deal with the voices of ele the elements of the earth. And the voice of the elements of the heavens. 
you will be experiencing a, a different level of breakthrough. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.